0: Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815, 863-285-3815.
1: Is 2024 your year to retire? Well, today we have your retirement and financial forecast for 2024, so you can understand the key factors you might want to consider before you enter this next phase of your life. We're so glad you're here with us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is, of course, president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And looking forward to this conversation today. Uh, there's a lot of financial factors that we want to. Talk talk about as we try to figure out what is in store for us here in 2024. So, Philip, looking forward to hearing some insights from you, and I hope you're doing great today.
2: Hey, we are. You know, it's a new year, and we're off to a great start, and, uh, you know, it's uh, we'll have to see what happens this year. There's a lot (laughs) of stuff kind of coming down the pike.
1: Yeah, so so I guess what you're trying to say, though, is you you don't have a crystal ball or a a Magic 8 ball or anything. You can't
2: totally... I don't know where the markets are going to end up. I don't know who's going to get elected president. I mean, all those important things, I just... There's a lot. Mr. Ball's is just not working today.
1: Yeah, there you go. There's just still a lot that we don't know. But um, this will still be a great conversation today. You know, um, financial analysts say persistent inflation, the possibility of living a long time in retirement. These are two of the biggest factors to consider for people retiring this year. And of course, that's nothing new. These aren't new issues, uh, brand new to you and, and the things you talk to your clients about. But how do you talk to people about
2: some of these challenges? You know, they're they're not they're not new challenges. I'm going to say it this way: They, they are bigger challenges now, though, right? Because yeah, yeah. we've actually lived through some uh, pretty high inflation the last several years, and and we as Americans aren't used to that, right? We're, we're used to that one, two percent, two and a half percent inflation, and and we saw much higher than that these last few years, and so that's got people really. Um, riled up is probably not the right word, but but making them think a little bit more about their whole retirement situation. Um mm-hmm. and so that's a conversation we have when we when we sit down and talk to folks that looking at retirement and trying to pick what's the best timing for us to retire. You know, and so we have to look at several factors because we have this new history of this last several years of of higher inflation. And and not that we think it's going to continue, but but it still gives us the possibility that it could happen again, because it's been yeah. a long time since you know we saw this before, and so we have to take those things into consideration when we start building out our planning process to make sure that that folks are going to have enough um, to to live off of in, in retirement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you said, I mean, not new challenges, certainly, but definitely very prominent and certainly, uh, you know, in some ways bigger than, than what they have been in the past. And when we talk about things like inflation, and I know, you know, there's a lot of different numbers out there, Philip, and we're starting to hear reports that inflation is is slowing down. But the reality is costs will keep going up. And I know inflation isn't as hot right now as it has been. But just talk about the challenges of, you know, having to spend more now because everything costs more, but also you're trying to save more so you can keep ahead of inflation in the future. It's really hard to to spend more and save more at the same time.
2: It really is. You know, folks that haven't retired yet that are, are making that planning process, it's much more difficult now because you're right. Their current living expenses continue to go up. I mean, just look at the food costs over the last three years and what's happened there. Gas prices have kind of gone up and then come back down a little bit and gone back up a little bit. But, but we're used to those gas prices doing that. Um, but the, the food cost and other things, cost of everything else has gone up substantially. And so it just shows you that, that now more than ever, you have to have a plan in place that takes into consideration what could happen. Not, not these low numbers that people have used before, but but we have to look at, okay, what could inflation be? You know, what could happen in the stock market? And, and plan for a worst-case scenario, Jen.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Planning for that, gosh, that worst case scenario. So many times we are looking through rose-colored glasses, or maybe just trying to—I don't know if we're trying to—but we're just we're just hoping that the the best will will happen. How do you talk to people about finding the right balance between growth and and preservation, so that way you know we're we're preserving in case of the worst case scenario, but we're also trying to capture a little a little growth as well. How do you talk? People about the balance.
2: So the first thing we look at is, um, you know, we have software that says, okay, what is your risk number? You know, on a scale of one to hundred. Where where you lie in that in that realm? And I think that's kind of the starting point for us is to try to determine what that is, and then that allows us to have the conversation. Look, there's there's really two types of diversification in this world we live in. One is to diversify between growth and preservation right? Preservation, we're going to save our money. We're going to hold on to it. We don't have to worry about losses in the market. Growth, hey, we're going to have some ups and downs, but ultimately, long term, we will win and, and, and grow our money. Um, so that's the first diversification we need. The second diversification is, okay, now with that principal preservation fund, how are we going to diversify that into what kind of assets are we going to use? And then on the other side of the risk bucket, how are we going to allocate those assets to diversify those among different asset classes? So so really, it's having that discussion. And and a lot of times we sit down with folks that have too much risk, and it's not unusual to sit down with folks that don't have enough risk in their portfolios. It takes both to make it through retirement. And that's exactly, Jen, why I created the core retirement design to help people really design that retirement. They always dreamed of by looking at three concentration areas. One is how much risk do we have Two, what are, what's our tax situation going to look like in retirement? What can we do to be better prepared for taxes in retirement? And then three is what's our income going to look like? Where are we going to get our income from? And that's the whole income planning piece. And give us a call at 863-285-3815 to start the process of that core retirement analysis. That number one more time, Jen, is 863-285-3815.
1: Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Seabring. And I am Jen Rizak alongside talking today about your 2020 2024 retirement and financial <laughs> forecast. 2022. I, I wasn't even messing up on 2023, Philip. I went way back. <laughs> it's kind of like um, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever done anything like this. You you've never had to change your name when you got married, but randomly. I'll, I'll sign my name with like my maiden name. Like, you know, every 10 years or so, it just <laughs> randomly happens. And it's like, where did that come from? All right. Anyway, 2024 is the year that we are in right now. And the latest reports indicate the Social Security Trust Fund could fall short this year without action by Congress. And one of the options being considered is raising full retirement age. Um, kind of an interesting thing for us to be mindful of, of what, what could be happening with Social Security. That's another thing to uh, watch for in our financial forecast.
2: You know, it, it really is, Janet. And I, I found it interesting because I found that the little article that kind of gave this little briefing, um, because I really hadn't come across anything else that gave this indication was even coming up. Um, because, you know, it's been a long time since Congress changed um, the rules when it comes to re- retiring through Social Security. of fact, is 1983. And that's when they raised the full retirement age to 67 for us folks that were born after 1960. So now they've come up with some more proposals. One proposal would be to raise the full retirement age to 69 over the next eight years. They wouldn't start until 2026. And so I'm sure, you know, it would be... 69 or or 67 in two months or 67 and six months, whatever it ends up being, um, until they get to that full phase in of age 69. What I didn't see is early retirement, Jen. And I think that's probably the biggest issue is people are taking the advantage of age 62. That's one that I think, because it didn't get pushed back last time. I think that's one that probably needs to be pushed back further than anything. That would help social security immensely. But yeah, You oh, Google yeah. it, and you can't find any of these things uh, uh, through Google right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, okay, so Social Security... Uh, The idea of changing the full retirement age, messing with Social Security in general is something that might not be too palatable to very many uh, people who might be running for re-election this year (laughs) or election. And so I know you mentioned it earlier, uh, 2024 is also an election year. That's another big item to be thinking about. Obviously, there's a lot up in the air right now as far as, um, you know, what's going on with this this presidential election and also in Congress. But... Let's talk about historically what we see here. How do you typically talk to people who are worried about all the uncertainty and and what we might see with the markets during a potentially heated election
2: cycle? You know, I I have the uncertainty discussion all the time. Now, it just happens to be this year's uncertainty discussion is going to be around the the political situation and the the election. But but we have the uncertainty question every year, all the time right? What happens with COVID continues? What happens you know, if we go into a recession? All of that is uncertainty. And so how do we deal with uncertainty in general, Jen, is having a plan in place. Because that plan is, the whole idea is to take that uncertainty away from our clients. So they have that plan, that map to follow that they know is going to get them to the end result. And, and that's the key, I think, in retirement is to add that certainty in there.
1: Talk a little bit about uh, Philip for people who are looking for a little bit more certainty. Just looking for some of the different options for for what they they should consider doing as it relates to their retirement finances. Talk a little bit about your process for helping people start to map this out.
2: Absolutely, you know people have done a good job savings for for the most part, right? They they they've done a lot of things. They they think about things too. They think about taxes. They think about making sure they have a money saved for retirement. Um, And so these are all areas that we help folks with in retirement planning, Um, all under one roof. I mean, we help people with the tax planning. We help people with the income planning and the risk planning and the whole legacy planning. All of that under one roof right here makes it so much easier when we start talking about the different aspects of retirement because all of those things play a role in the retirement process. And those things all come into play when we create our core retirement design. Give us that phone call 30 minutes. We'll answer your questions. Make sure that you're on the path you need to be on for the retirement you always dreamed of. We'll look at what your next steps need to be. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement analysis.
1: The Statler Financial Radio Show continues in just a moment. Stay with us. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815.
0: Do you actually read your financial statements or do they get tossed in a drawer and forgotten about? You could be making an expensive mistake by not taking the time to look at them. If you're paying high fees in your retirement portfolio, it could be costing you tens of thousands of dollars or more over your lifetime. Imagine the difference an extra $100,000 could make in your retirement. Stadler Financial Services can help you uncover any hidden fees in your retirement accounts. Call today to schedule a time to talk about your situation. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. When you're close to retirement, every dollar matters. Would you like to know where your money is going? Find out what kind of fees you're really paying. Statler Financial Services can help. 863-285-3815. 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Time to retire right. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show.
1: Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. Philip, millions of Americans' money is in something like a traditional IRA. In fact, the total value of all of those accounts in 2020 was more than $19 trillion nationally. A lot of money in these types of accounts, right?
2: There is a lot of money there, a lot of money. So, you know, and, and that's, and it's, it's easier that way, right? Cause a yep. lot of people have 401ks and so they're able to build up that savings. And if it's not a 401k, it's a 403b or some deferred comp. There's a lot of different retirement accounts out there that they've been able to put money into. Now, so you've already made the right decision, folks. You've made the right decision. You're putting money away uh, and to save for your retirement. And, and that's the right choice. Mm-hmm. But I want to help you learn about all the other decisions you need to make when it comes to taking money out of your retirement accounts. Right. You know, you've done a good job of putting money in. The secret is how do you get it out most effectively and pay the least amount of taxes on it? And that's, mm-hmm. that's the trick, Jen.
1: Yeah, that, that is a really good point there. And as we get into some of these options for your accounts, That's what you have to understand. The type of the 401k or IRA, the type of account you have, Philip, that really matters when it comes to how your retirement income will be taxed. This is not something that we can afford to overlook, right?
2: Absolutely not. You need to understand how those plans work in terms of pre-tax and after-tax money. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of folks, they just, they're putting money in a 401k and they don't know, is it going into a a pre-tax or an after-tax, right? The pre-tax is like a traditional IRA. You have, you've never paid tax on that money. So when you pull money out of it, you're gonna to have, to, to have to pay some tax. If you've, if you've already paid tax on that money, after-tax money, there's a lot of 401Ks that have Roth provisions in them, like a Roth IRA. And so, hey, if you've got a Roth provision and you're in a lower tax bracket, that, that may be what you need to be doing. So so pre-tax accounts are, are pretty much your 401ks, though some of them now actually do have some Roth provisions within them that you can make that election to use. Traditional IRAs, 403Bs, which in, in, in my lifetime, I've always seen one Roth 403B. You don't huh. see those very okay. often and it's gotta be a real specialized deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 457s, which are deferred comp plans, are all tax-deferred pre-tax accounts. Post-tax are going to be your Roth IRAs, and that's that's pretty easy, and your Roth provisions within your 401ks.
1: So with your 401k or your IRA, you need to know the rules for taking money out of those accounts. Not only do we need to understand how they will be taxed, but Philip, what do we need to know about what we call required minimum distributions? That's when we have to start taking money out. What what's a real high level thing we need to know about?
2: So, let's talk about required minimum distributions. Jim. Yep. So, first, let's let's use let's talk about the acronym, right? Because that's what people need to understand is when somebody says your RMD, that is the acronym for your required minimum distribution. Yeah, that's what you'll see mm-hmm. that more often than not, hey, have you taken your RMD? And people will look at me like I've got three, you know, three eyeballs. (laughs) What the heck is Um, that? Yeah, what is that? But it's easy, right? Your required minimum distribution is your RMD. So a couple things to realize is that there's been some changes with the Secure Act that was passed back in the end of of 2019, and one of the changes was that now the required minimum distribution, that RMD, now you get to take it at 72 instead of 70 and a half. So, so, that's a big deal, right? So, it pushes it out a year and a half further down the road than, than what you had to before. And so, so, you need to know that. The other thing you need to know is that RMDs do not apply to Roth IRAs. So, if you have a Roth IRA, guess what? You don't have to take any money out of it if you don't mm-hmm. want to. Okay. Government doesn't care. You've already right. paid tax on that money, right? Mm-hmm. So, they don't, they don't care. You also you know, your 401ks are subject to RMDs. Mm-hmm. The only exemption there is, is if you are over 72, still working for your current employer who's 401k that you're contributing uh, to, Okay. you don't have to take any money out of it as long as you're working. Okay. But if you stop working in June, guess what? You have to take an RMD out of that account if you're over 72.
1: Okay. So, so if you are still, because you would still be in that phase of contributing to it if you're still working. So that's why exactly. they can't force you to start taking money out. Okay. Yep. yep. But again, so that's the case. But again, this, this is where things start to get a little bit complicated and really important for us to have somebody who can help us make sure that we understand the rules. So Philip, just talk real quickly about what your process looks like for helping us analyze what's going on with our money money and what are some options that we need to consider tell me what your process is like
2: so so when we look at when we look at it, the first thing we want to is have a have a 30 minute phone call with somebody mm-hmm. right we want to understand what their big concerns are where they are and, and we want to make sure that we've got a plan in place that's going to help them if if not then i want to point them in the right direction to make sure they get the help they need and they're going to be going down the right path. I you know, if I can't help them, I want to make sure I give them enough and point them in the right direction where they can get the help they need. That's mm-hmm. number 1. Number 2 is we want to walk through and and put together ultimately an income plan for them. We want to start out by making sure that that they don't have too much risk in their portfolio. We want to make sure that that we have a plan in place for taking money out of their their retirement accounts in the most effective and tax-efficient way as possible. You know, that's why we developed our core retirement design. And uh, and you can give us a call to schedule that 30-minute phone consultation. It's, it's that easy, Jen. Just give us a call at 863-285-3815 and tell the receptionist hey, I want to schedule a 30-minute consultation with Phillip. It's It's that simple. We'll reach out. We'll give you a call. And we'll have a conversation about where you are and where you're trying to get to.
1: That number again, 863-285-3815 for that quick conversation. There's a lot you can uncover there. Talking today about 401k and IRA decisions. There's a couple more things I want to make sure that we get to fill up before our next break. Um, When we're talking about taking money out of our accounts, there are taxes that can apply when we are withdrawing income, which we've spent some time talking about here also, there are penalties that can apply if we don't follow the rules. And this is a really big deal. What do we need to know as a retiree about the penalties with those required minimum distributions if you don't do this the right way?
2: Absolutely, Jen. That, that is so true. They are substantial penalties. And I'm going to talk about, it. before I did the RMD one, I want to talk about the early retiree one. Oh, okay. Sure. So, 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 look, if you're not 59 and a half, because there's folks that retire fifty five, right, sure. and fifty seven. Well, if you're not fifty nine and a half, then you can't start taking money out of your IRA without paying a ten percent penalty for early withdrawal. There are some caveats for four hundred one ks. If you if you play by some specific rules, you might have access to that money, but uh, but your IRAs you don't have access to until you hit that fifty nine and a half. So that's a ten percent penalty if you take money out of your IRA. Uh, prior to that. Wow. Now, the RMD, let's say that you're 72 and you forgot to take your RMD. Well, that can be a problem because mm. if you don't take your required minimum distribution, there is a 50% penalty mm. that the IRS assesses for that missed RMD. So Boy. let's say you're supposed to make a $1,000 RMD required minimum distribution that year and you didn't do it the IRS can come back and charge you $500 penalty for not taking it out, and you still have to take it out the next year and pay tax on it.
1: Holy moly! So it's
2: kind of a double whammy there, Jen. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and as it turns out, Philip, even death is an
2: <laughs> excuse That's to right. skip nope, this. That's no right, not excuse. Is, hey, even the year you die, yeah, somebody's got to take that RMD out.
1: Yeah. So if you inherit that, so this is, I mean, obviously, if you're the one who dies, it doesn't matter to you. But if you inherit that IRA from a non-spouse from a parent then it's on you to make sure that's been taken by December 31st of the year that the death occurs. So it's not like, oh, you know, mom died and now we don't have to worry about this anymore. No, somebody still has to do that.
2: You're right. You're absolutely right. And get this. I mean, we talk about the SECURE Act and they're actually, um, you know, earlier in the year, we spent some time with Ed Slot, and he went through There's new proposed regs out there when it comes to beneficiary IRAs, IRAs that you inherit from Mm non-spouses. And uh, those rules have changed substantially. So if you're not, you know, working with somebody that understands those and is on top of all those new IRA rules, that can be a problem, especially if you just inherited somebody's IRA. Right. Yeah, I got to tell you, it's a big change that just came through the pipeline that people need to be aware of.
1: And this is why it's so important to talk about having some of these difficult conversations ahead of time because, Philip, if if you are the person who inherits an IRA... because uh, you're the beneficiary from somebody who passed away, you're going to be dealing with the emotions of that loss and that death. And I feel pretty confident in saying I can guarantee the last thing you want to be thinking about is messing with RMDs and, and thinking about getting this right, you know, because you're dealing with your own grief. And this is why we talk about getting this done ahead of time. If you're the person who owns this and you're leaving it to somebody do the planning that you need to do so that way they're not scrambling to react to this. You want to make sure things are set up. Um, Because again, Philip, when we talk about these RMDs, Forbes says required minimum distributions, they can trigger the highest penalty in the tax code if you don't follow the rules. You do not want these steep penalties and potentially higher taxes swiping away at your retirement savings, leaving you with just a fraction of the money that you were counting on for your retirement.
2: You're absolutely right. You know, if you were make a Little mistake with your requirement of distribution from your IRA or your other retirement accounts, the penalty for not taking that full amount of your RMD is 50% of the amount that you should have taken, in addition to the income taxes on that distribution. Now, listen, I want to help you understand some things. Number one, timing of your RMD, because they could potentially push you into a higher tax bracket, they could trigger higher taxes on your Social Security benefits. And get this, they can cause higher Medicare premium surtax down the road. Imagine how fast your savings could shrink if you rack up those steep penalties along with taking regular withdrawals and paying taxes. So listen, for folks today, if you've saved at least $150,000 for retirement, give us a call at 863-285-3815 and let's schedule a 30-minute call to make sure that you're doing things the right way and on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. Again, that number is 863-285-3815. I want to help make sure that you have the retirement you always dreamed of by walking through our core retirement design. Again, all you have to do is give us a call, 863-285-3815, and schedule your 30-minute phone call. It's that simple, folks. Don't leave it to chance
1: whether it's a 401k or an ira that you have for retirement one thing is certain you cannot treat that retirement account like an atm spending down your savings too quickly and running out of money is an option that you just cannot afford we'll talk about that on the other side of the break this is the satler financial radio show we'll be back Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815.
3: It's nice when you get everything on your list in one place, isn't it? Philip Statler at Statler Financial Services agrees. That's why he offers comprehensive retirement planning all under one roof. You shouldn't have to go one place for information about tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Statler Financial Services was started. Philip wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement. Statler Financial is more than just convenient. They're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Philip Statler and his team to talk about your retirement plan, all of it? Call 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Statler Financial Services. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. 863-285-3815. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida.
2: I want to help you understand some things. Number one, timing of your RD, because they could potentially push you into a higher tax bracket. Imagine how fast your savings could shrink if you rack up penalties along with taking regular withdrawals and paying taxes.
3: Welcome back to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler and co host Jen Rezak.
1: Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. Check him out online at statlerfinancial.com. Or as we get back into it, if you hear something you want to get some answers on, 863-285-3815 is how you can have that conversation with Philip today. That's 863 863- Talking today about 401k and IRA decisions, and whether it is a 401k or an IRA that you have for retirement, one thing is certain, you cannot treat this account like a big old ATM where you just go grab cash whenever you need it. So, Philip, give me some strategies that you recommend here.
2: Unfortunately, Jen, I've seen people think they can do that, Oh boy! and it has bitten them uh, pretty bad. Uh, when it comes tax time, right? So one of the things that you look at is is you need to have a strategy for withdrawing that money from those accounts, mm-hmm. definitely. Don't just start accessing money and, and taking it out just whenever you want to. Willy we nilly, to I think strategy. is the... That's right, willy the, nilly. That's the, the, the word I was the technical for, right? term. That's right. <laughs> so we want to have a distribution strategy in place and there's uh, several that you can use, right? So one would be take a fixed dollar amount out, whether that's every year, every month, um, every quarter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Typically, I I know when we look at that, and and that's kind of where we look at uh, starting with, is is a fixed dollar amount that we adjust for inflation periodically. Um, And and that usually works the best. because And a monthly distribution, I think, works the best because people are used to getting that paycheck every month, right? It comes Mm -hmm. in, their pension comes in every month, their Social Security comes in every month. Hey, here's one more distribution comes in every month to pay their bills with. So that's the the fixed dollar withdrawal. You pick out what you need within reason, right? That's why you need to have the income plan to make sure that you don't take out too much at Mm -hmm. one time, because that can be devastating to your total retirement plan. So the other one that you can use is limit withdrawals uh, to just the income that your portfolio produces, right? You're just going to take the income out. You're not going to take any principal out which that gives you some fluctuations, right? Because your income could be down one month and up the next month, um, you know, because a lot of times if you have a stock portfolio, well, everybody pays dividends at at a different point in time. So so one company's quarter is not another company's quarter. So Mm -hmm. that could be, you you know, it does, gives you an uneven stream of income there. So, but, but it's an option and people do that. They'll just take the dividends off their portfolio and that's, that's the income they use. The other thing you have to be careful on that one, though, is that you may not take enough. If you're having to take RMDs, that may not give you enough to cover your RMD. So you have to make sure you, you run oh, those calculations. Okay. Yeah. The other is you create some kind of income floor. So, um, you know, you, you look at your your accounts and decide at what point do you, does your income kind of floor out. This is a minimum I need. And that's my, my income floor. And then, hey, everything else is going to get reinvested bucket your money that's that's one of our favorites is to to kind of bucket it and um and we'll create buckets emergency bucket income buckets and then growth buckets right so so we know we're going to take money out of the income bucket and that way it's going to last for our lifetime another one well let's go back to buckets just a minute because uh, people when they look at buckets sometimes misunderstand Mm -hmm. i i think it's important that because people aren't working anymore, they have a hard time figuring out. Okay, what's my emergency money? Because you know, you always sure. tell people, "Hey, keep six months of your income." Right. right, right. So if you get laid off, you you got that income. Well, you're working, that's fine. But when you're not working, you're retired. Well, your income is your income, right? It's your Social Security, your pension, and whatever you take out of your account. So, but I still feel like you need to have a bucket of emergency money okay right? so okay. so we'll tell our clients look you need to have twenty to fifty thousand dollars depending upon your comfort level sitting there for emergencies you know you know your appliances go out or you need a new roof or you know something that's major granted a new roof most likely insurance going to cover but they may not cover it today mm-hmm. right we need to get it paid for so that's uh, the things we look at there Another option that a lot of folks use, um, especially if they have a pension and they don't need any additional money out of their retirement accounts, is they'll just take the minimum RMD, right? They want to minimize what they have to take out. They're only going to take their RMD out. They'll work on other ways to help reduce their taxable income in, in order to do that. The last one I want to cover, and, and we and we do this when we do our income planning specifically, is what account sequences do we use to minimize taxes? So if you have a Roth IRA, hey, we want to mix that into the blend so we're not paying tax on all the money we take out. You have a non-qualified account, we want to mix that into the blend to make sure that that we reduce taxes as much as possible when we're taking money out of that income plan. So, you know, those are kind of the areas that you need to look at and some distribution uh, strategies that are out there. And I'm sure that other folks have created their own type of of distribution strategy out there, but I would just caution you that it needs to be something that mathematically it's going to last your lifetime. Mm -hmm. That's the number one concern I always have. And then make sure that there's some buildup in there to help cover inflation.
1: So as we are developing that strategy for taking money out of these accounts, how do we figure out how much income we'll need those different accounts to generate in the first place?
2: Well, it goes back to budgeting, which uh-huh. nobody likes to talk about. No,
1: it's the right? worst.
2: <laughs> so, and, and that's why we developed the income plan because that's going to help us determine where the money's going to come from. You know, So we look at how much are we going to get from Social Security? How much are we going to get from pensions? And then what's the shortfall? Hey, look, if your budget says I need, you know, five thousand dollars a month, then then. okay, how much is Mr. and Mrs. Social Security going to be? Do we have a pension that's going to help contribute that 60,000? And then ultimately you have a shortfall. What is that shortfall that I need to make up? And that's what we're going to solve for. A good rule of thumb. And I think we've talked about this in an earlier show is that the 4% rule, Mm -hmm. especially in the volatility we're seeing now, you need to throw it out the window because that's probably too much right now. Mm -hmm. You need to look at maybe a a 2.8, 3.2% withdrawal rate. If you're having to take out more than that to meet your expenses, then there's a chance that you could run out of money before you run out of life. And we don't want that to happen to anybody. Jen, that's why we developed our core retirement design, to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. And so part of our process is a 30-minute, no-obligation, free phone call, uh, 30 minutes of our time to to ask us questions that you may have, to to see where you're headed, to make sure you're on the right path, and and to give you some recommendations to make sure that that you are on that right path. It's, it's that simple. All you have to do is give us a call at 863-285-285. 3815 to schedule your core retirement phone call. That's all you have to do. Is that simple? And we'll answer your questions and help make sure you're on the right track for retirement.
1: Now, Philip, as we talk about 401k and IRA decisions, some people might want to take that traditional account, that traditional IRA or 401k, which is tax deferred, and do a conversion. Convert that into a Roth account so then they can have tax-free withdrawals later. So talk a little bit about that strategy. Is this something that a lot of people do and what do we need to know about it?
2: So I'm going to lay out a couple things here, Jen, because okay. it is a topic of discussion that we have with our clients mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and prospective clients that we talk to. Uh, because one of the things that I have seen um, in the years that I've been doing this is that folks waste tax brackets. And I don't want to see anybody waste a tax bracket. So so that's what we try to do is, hey, if you're paying zero taxes, that's a problem, especially if you're sitting on a, an IRA. Let's convert some of that IRA and let's use that tax bracket to maximize your retirement benefits. And so, uh, part of our strategy within our core retirement design is to figure out does a Roth conversion make sense for you. And let's be honest, it does not make sense for everybody. Hmm. A matter of fact, there's a lot of folks that it's you know if they did it, it's going to push them into a 22 or 24 percent tax bracket. Oh, wow. Okay. and and so you have to think twice before doing that it it doesn't always make sense but you don't know whether or not it makes sense for you if you don't run the numbers Hmm. and so that's part of our core retirement analysis is to analyze that for folks to make sure that it's in the right boat that that you're doing the right thing because it does cause you to pay some taxes it can also do some other things. It can help uh, cause you to to lose some tax deductions and tax credits. It can cause you to pay more tax on your Social Security. And the biggest thing that I've seen people get hit with that they didn't expect was they get hit with higher Medicare premiums. Wow. And the issue is it takes two years or so for that to catch up with you, and you forgot why you're getting hit with it now, right? <laughs> right. So, but but it is still something that everyone needs to look at, and they need to run the results by their uh, qualified tax advisor to make sure they're doing the right thing when it comes to their IRA, Jen.
1: So, bottom line, it's important that we have an income strategy for our retirement. I think you've made that pretty clear. When is the best time to get with a trusted financial partner to make that happen and to take a look at at some of the decisions we're thinking about making? Maybe we, we think we want to do a Roth conversion, but we need somebody to look over this and help us understand all the the, the details that maybe we might be missing.
2: Well, you know, it's kind of like, tra- like planning for vacation, right? The earlier you start, the better you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what does that look like for folks? Look, it's, it's never too early. Ideally, ideally, you want to start probably uh, five years before you're going to retire is, is kind of the the sweet spot, but you can start 10 years before. So if you're in your late 50s, it makes sense if you're going to work till 65 or 67. It makes sense that, that in your late 50s to go ahead and start looking at putting together an initial plan to make sure you're on track for your retirement.
1: So how much should you save for retirement? Where do you save it? How do you make sure it will last after you leave your job for good? Philip, those are some of the questions you probably have if you're getting close to retirement.
2: You know, Jen, savings is a good start. A good start to get ready for the next chapter in your life. But you need to do more than just save. You need to have that income strategy for after you stop earning that regular paycheck. You know, when you don't have money coming in, you need to have a plan for how it goes out. If you're listening to me right now and you don't have an income strategy, folks, I invite you to give us a call. Let us help you see where you're at right now. Talk about budgets. We'll talk about you know, risks to your portfolio, risks, risks that may threaten your retirement when it comes to stock market volatility, inflation that we're seeing right now. Um, you know, tax increases coming down the road. These are all things that can eat into your retirement. And and we can have a, a conversation about that in that 30-minute phone call that we'll happily provide you. Learn about different options for generating income in retirement and and make sure that your standard of living in retirement uh, stays where it is, even with the rising cost. Folks, this phone call is absolutely complimentary. No cost, no obligation. I'm giving you 30 minutes of our time just to make sure you are on the right path. If you've saved at least $150,000 for retirement, give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your no-obligation core retirement phone call. It's that simple, folks. Give us a call, at 863-285-3815. Don't let this chance get away, especially if you're five years or less away from retirement. Again, that number is 863 285
1: 3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back.
2: Do you have a retirement plan
0: but would like a second opinion? Call Philip Statler today, 863-285-3815. Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. Do you actually read your financial statements or do they get tossed in a drawer and forgotten about? You could be making an expensive mistake by not taking the time to look at them. If you're paying high fees in your retirement portfolio, it could be costing you tens of thousands of dollars or more over your lifetime. Imagine the difference an extra $100,000 could make in your retirement. Statler Financial Services can help you uncover any hidden fees in your retirement accounts. Call today to schedule a time to talk about your situation. 863-285-3815 That's 863-285-3815. When you're close to retirement, every dollar matters. Would you like to know where your money is going? Find out what kind of fees you're really paying. Statler Financial Services can help. 863-285-3815. 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida.
3: Sounds like the mailman's here.
0: It's time to answer questions from the Statler Financial Mailbag.
1: Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services here in Sebring. He is the inaugural Highlander Award winner for Financial Representative of the Year. And Philip gets questions each and every week about all things retirement. So we're gonna open up our mailbag. We're gonna go over some common retirement questions. We have a really good collection of questions. We figure um, you probably have. Some pretty similar questions as well. So hopefully you learn a little something from these folks who have some of these questions. And uh Philip, let's uh let's get into it. First question comes from Gary, who is from Wachula, who's been looking forward to retirement for years, but now that he's less than two years away from his target retirement date he's starting to panic a little bit. <laughs> and Gary wants to know if this is normal, do other people get cold feet about retirement? How do I shake this off so I can enjoy myself? Boy,
2: oh, is that the way? You know, Gary, that's, uh, <laughs> it's not unusual uh, to have that happen. I mean, I get people yeah. that, uh, you know, the closer they get, the more real it becomes, the, uh, the more nervous they get. And, um, you know, we have to just sit down and reassure them that that's why we have a plan in place. That's why we've done the planning. You know, we've done the hard work to make sure that, that everything's going to, you know, plan the way that we, we've got it put in the plan. And uh, and, and so, you know, that's, that's what it is. Now, I'll just tell you that I, I have some folks that, you know, as the closer they get, because they didn't actually write it down, they, they do keep pushing it back a little bit. And and finally, though they something happens, and they say, "Okay, this is it. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm going to retire," mm-hmm. and and they get that relief once they make that decision to, "Okay, this is my last day," and and move forward because because they have a plan in place, so they know where their income's coming from, and how that's going to flow. Mm-hmm. The other case, just for an example, I have a, a couple of clients that you know we put together the plan. And they've come in and said, you know what? I'm not going to make it to that date. I'm retiring. <laughs> we're date. done. We're out of here. We're done. And and that's why we have a plan, because that plan takes those things in consideration. And we know, hey, if we decide to retire a little early, this is what we're going to do. Plop that plan into place and, and we're ready to go.
1: Well, and I get cold feet. I get nervous. I mean, even when we're going on a vacation, right before I get on the plane, I'm thinking, I don't want to do this. Why am I even messing with this? I don't even know if I planned it well enough. And then I have a great time when I go. I mean, I think we get cold feet so many times with so many little things. So, of course, with something as big as your retirement, I well, mean, I, I can't take a vacation without wanting to back out. At yeah, the
2: last I mean, it's minute. change, right? right? We don't like change. And so that's a change in in our whole situation. So that that's obviously yeah. going to...
1: Makes perfect Have sense. Some yeah. Makes perfect sense. Great question, though, Gary. We appreciate you sending that in. Uh, next up is Patrick from Lake Placid, who has some friends who are struggling. This other couple that they know, the husband was in a debilitating car wreck, and they were not prepared to live on the wife's paycheck. They still don't know if this friend is going to recover enough to work again. But this has Patrick and his wife wanting to make sure that they would be okay if something similar happens to one of them. Uh, they just want to know how do they make sure. Wh- where do they get started?
2: So a couple things I would say there because that's um, th- there's a lot in that question. Yeah. Um, I-, I think you start with preparing a net worth statement for yourself right now and determining you know how much do you have on the liability side, and then let's look at the income. Where's the income coming from? Um, and this is a case where um, we don't think about it and we probably don't talk about it much on the show. At all, really, is disability insurance. Yeah, you know, okay. this is where things like like having a disability can can pay off. Um, and kind of like long term care insurance. We don't want to think about it, but it's out there. It's something we need to be planning for. And this is this is no different. We we need to have a plan in place. You know, whether that's having enough assets to to survive. Um, and how do I look at it? I look at it this way: we build our plans. So that we could cut off one person's income and say, okay, how would that work? What mm-hmm. would happen? What ifs,
1: yeah. right?
2: We can walk through some of those scenarios and determine, you know, what's going to happen? You know, <laughs> what are we going to have to do to, to make sure that we could survive? And And, and that's just part of the process.
1: Right. And and those are those are tough things to think about, um but the reality is Philip, none of us is promised tomorrow. And I think we all know someone or we've experienced ourselves where everything changes in the blink of an eye. One phone call and everything that you thought you had planned is different. And and we just have to Face that fact, which isn't a lot of fun sometimes. But gosh, how much better is it to have the money side taken care of if you do have one of these catastrophic incidents, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, not just that, but but I mean, you have a spouse that passes away. Yeah, you know, that's that's so uh, that changes the dynamic totally. And and what do we do? How do we do that? That's why we build out ours ours plans so that we can do what ifs. Okay, mm-hmm. what if? John dies in year five of retirement. What's yeah. going to happen? Um, and I think that that's important.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's do one more. Beth, also here in Sebring, Beth's oldest daughter is looking at some college loans and she has asked about uh, co-signing. Would like mom and dad to co-sign. What are some things to consider before Beth signs on the dotted line?
2: Yeah, I have a lot of caution to kind of throw out there for this uh, this question, mm-hmm. Jen, as I look at that, Beth, don't just think twice, think three or four times before yeah. doing that. I, I unfortunately have some real life uh, of uh, experience with this issue. Um, I've had grandchildren that had grandparents co sign on loans, uh, student loans, and they got, you know, the degree they were seeking at a private school, which was astronomically expensive, or, well, you know, uh, she wasn't going to make thirty or $40,000 a year. And when she graduated, she had $150,000 in student loans. Mm. Um, you know, so things like that are concerning to me. So number one, I would never, ever recommend co-signing on a okay. student loan. Um, you know, there's other avenues out there. I mean, it's just, you get to a point and you have to look out for your retirement. And, and don't get me wrong, I understand it's your kid. Hmm. You know, we, we want to get them through college, but a lot of times I see uh, kids that, that they, they, they're going to a school that's expensive. They don't know what they want to do. Um, Taking or what they're Meandering they to... routes to their major yeah. <laughs> or, or, they, or they pick a job uh, that, that isn't going to make $1,000 a year. Yeah. Um, and so it reminds me of an article I read not too long ago of, about Columbia University. You know, that high-priced school. Kids are graduating there with music degrees and um, social service degrees with $200,000 of student mm. loan debt. Gosh. And, and the most they're ever going to make in the jobs they've chosen is $50,000 a year. Gosh, how, um, how do you do that? Ugh. You well. can't. You know, it's just problematic. That's a whole nother issue that hmm. uh, we're dealing with in our country. Bottom line is, is that you've got to stay true to your goals of, of getting to retirement and not to say that they would default, but statistically speaking in today's world, um, student loans are just a problem and you don't want your assets hanging on the line for that student loan debt. So I would just caution you to stay away from that um, and focus on your retirement that's what's going to be important to you down the road. Folks, listen, there's a lot of questions that we can answer. There's a lot of things that go into planning for your retirement. But it really and truly starts with risk. Knowing the risk you have in your portfolio, knowing the risk to your income that you might have out there. It's all about risk and making sure that you don't have too much as you head into retirement. Let me help answer those questions for you. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Give us a call, schedule your financial x-ray, and let us stress test your current portfolio. 863 285 3815.
1: You've been listening to the Statler Financial Radio Show. That's all the time we have for this week. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Philip. I'm Jen Rizak. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great week.